0: Hey, awesome people, welcome all to the new podcast series, Her Voice. I'm Shekhna here, your host, the mother of two amazing kids and the lovely dog. This podcast series has been started with an intent to give a platform to all the women out there who want to share their little inner voice. You might be a student, you might be a manager, you might be a CEO, you might be a director, or you might be a wife, you might be a daughter still wherever you come from whatever title you have earned for yourself but there is always a little in your voice which has to be nurtured Today's guest Swati Banerjee is an enterprising woman, mother of two and very passionate about counselling. She- She's a psychologist and also a life skill trainer. She has a lot more to share and let's not wait further and listen what she has to share about her journey. Welcome Swati, my new podcast series, that is Her Voice, which I just started recently. Uh, As I was just sharing with you, this podcast series is, uh, I started with an intent to give a platform to all the women who want to share their little inner voice. And before we could start, uh, I would like to thank you for taking our time uh, on the weekday. and uh, welcome once again. My first question to you is Swati, who is Swati?
1: Okay, so before I go to who is Swati, I would like to thank you Chetna for giving me this opportunity and platform to talk about myself, um, uh, you know, wearing different hats, uh, but most importantly, giving me the opportunity to express uh, what I believe in and what, what you know, what I feel, my emotions and uh, what I want women to know, uh, you know, about themselves so, um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And uh, yeah, so uh, Swati, in um, a gist, a very, very um, creative, playful, uh, a naughty, uh, vivacious uh, mother, a counselor, a wife, um, and uh, most importantly, a daughter and a sister um, and, uh, uh, you know, a role model for a lot many women, as well as, um, you know, I also draw uh, inspiration from other women, from men who, um, you know, treat women equally, who um, allow women to be themselves. And uh, yeah, so um, I am uh, I am all of this in one, <laughs> okay. So,
0: uh, among all these roles, what you shared just now, so what is that you feel you are closely connected with?
1: I am very, very passionate as a counselor, but most importantly, I'm very passionate as a mother, so every day i know i am totally an imperfect mother i am filled with flaws uh, i know that and i am very conscious about that but uh, every day in when i wake up i make a very conscious decision that i will uh, behave a little differently or you know handle the situation a little differently with my children today uh may not I may not be the same in my marital life but I am very very particular about my parenting style so I make a very conscious parenting effort and that is where my passion lies I always try to be the better person than I am what I was before so um as a mother at least to begin with yeah so I even with counseling I always try to improve my counseling skills, learn new skills, read a lot on a particular topic or something that I'm dealing with. For example, if there is a case and I want to dig more into it, I do a lot of re- reading and research and, you know, re- you know, watching YouTube just to improve my um, skills because, um, we are totally imperfect human beings, and we have a lot of things to learn in a lifetime. So we, uh, so I have that open mind to learn, uh, and uh, give my best whatever I'm doing. For example, if it's counseling, I give my best. If it is being a mother, I give my two hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Swati, as far as I know, when
0: I met you sixteen years back might be so you were not into counseling, and uh, I think you had got married uh, i think the, recently. That, recently that time. so how did you get enter into this counseling uh, area uh,
1: thanks Chaitna for asking this question. Well, it goes back to my college days actually uh, when I wanted to study social uh, social work and I was extremely inspired to join uh, Tata Institute of Social Sciences. But at that time, psychology, I'm talking about 20 years back, 15, 20 years back, counseling and psychology was not given that kind of importance in my family. Uh, And um, I could not uh, fulfill my dreams then. So I was, you know, sort of, I got a little more confused and I wanted to handle something totally different from what I have seen in my family, more on the academics. Um, But what happened is my counseling came in because just after the delivery of my daughter, I started having very uh, strong depressive symptoms. Uh, I could not define them. I did not know why I was so irritable. I could not understand why I was um, uh, so lost in parenting Mm -hmm. because none of these, uh, uh, you know, emotions I went through with my first child. Uh, But uh, I don't know where, uh, I could not explain why I did not want to take care of myself. I did not know why I uh, was always, you know, reacting, uh, you know. Uh, so then I started uh, reading and uh, a lot and then I came across a lot of people who spoke about I'm talking about 2008 a lot of people were speaking about uh, counseling and psychology Mm -hmm. so then uh, I thought that that's the best time when um, you know I can start uh, my studies because I was not working professionally like you know from morning to evening I was not working so I thought that that's the best way I can approach on what the problem was I was scared to meet a counselor because I did not know we are not uh, we are not aware of when something is some you know when we get some signs and symptoms we are we are not so strong and you know bold enough to go and seek help from outside Uh, We tried to suppress it and, you know, show it, uh, transcend it into different angles, like, you know, show our temper to our husbands or to our children or to our mother. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, I was everywhere, actually. So I I just thought that, okay, uh, 2013 or 14, I got admitted to psychology, uh, my MA. And I started seriously Mm -hmm. studying about psychology from then on and counseling just happened. I mean, I was so passionate about my studies that I joined a lot of courses. I started uh, doing uh, volunteering work for NIMHANS. They liked my approach. They liked the way I was meeting them and going to the child psychiatric ward and working twice, uh, you know, in a month. So uh, I became a volunteer for them, a spokesperson for them. And through them, I started doing a lot of um, free workshops for big IT companies and organizations, schools. And uh, I represented Nimhans and I got uh, six months training from them on counseling. And then uh, I started my process of meeting people and talking about the importance of counseling. So that's how I tripped my, my journey into counseling.
0: Swati, as you were just sharing, see, I, I also met myself in my lifetime that many of the ladies or many women go through a lot of depressions. And, uh, and as you were just explaining, but many of them will be not able to recognize that they are going through a certain kind of depression. And I think majorly what happens is like we just start showing our authority on our kids because that is how we can just explode it so what is that do you feel that uh, how to recognize that first thing uh, that we are under depression or we are something is not wrong so how do I address that how how a person can identify that
1: thanks this was a very nice question Chetna um, the first thing of identifying uh, whether you are going through a particular um, you know uh, mental health issue is first we cannot label ourselves um we always um, the first thing we do is we say that we are sad and the moment we associate sadness with our emo- like as an emotion that we are feeling uh, we Im- immediately uh, label ourselves as Nothing good will happen to me. I am pathetic. I am totally a useless person. So this is the kind of terms as women we give ourselves, because uh, we are very good at labeling. We are our best self critic. so um, if if you tell a woman to speak five great things about themselves, they will not be able to move beyond two and three, you know in number. They will get stuck in the third they will say that Swati, I don't know what is my fourth uh, quality or fifth quality. Uh, But if you tell them, write five things you don't like about yourself, you will see all women writing 10 things that they don't like about themselves. So uh, first thing is important is we should not label ourselves. Whatever emotion we are feeling, as um, I have uh, read, uh, you know, one of the most fantastic book uh, by Fredrickson, and uh, she has spoken that, Accept your imperfection, accept that uh, you will feel emotions, very high emotions of happiness and very low emotions also at the same platform. Mm -hmm. So accept it, become aware of that particular emotion. And if it is a continuous emotion, for example, if it is sadness, which is pushing you not to take care of yourself, if it is sort of, uh, you know, working as a barrier to your, uh, taking care of your physical health, you have stopped eating, you have stopped bathing, you have stopped meeting friends. If you have stopped your life, like even waking up in the morning becomes a tedious work. Work for you that is the sign and signal telling you you need help but don't immediately without uh, you know any personal assessment do not judge yourself that I am depressed I always tell my students don't put a label that I'm depressed because the label itself bears you down and closes your opportunity to learn about that emotion that you're feeling so if I'm feeling sad, I need to accept why I'm feeling sad. What is sadness telling me? What is it talking to me about? What action should I take? Because emotion, Latin word is moter. Moter means to take action. Mm-hmm. So any emotion that one feels before you just label yourself with that emotion, try to identify what the emotion is talking to you. What is it telling you? Okay. So... That's the thing I would like to tell people. Yeah. So what next, doctor? That. <laughs> yeah. So once, uh, once you know your signs and symptoms, once you know that you're not having a good, um, you know, um, uh, you don't have the appetite, you are not feeling, you're continuously crying for more than, um, a, you know, a month or so, and uh, you don't, you cannot understand what is making you feel so miserable and sad and unproductive you need to go first to a counsellor. Do not go to your family members and ask for help. Go straight to a counsellor. Now, there will be a lot of people who are financially not, um, you know, secured enough to go to a counsellor. There are many, many organizations across Bangalore giving help to those who are not financially okay. But, you know, you can always approach those organizations and ask for help that, yes, I'm going through this kind of dilemma, this kind of Uh, you know challenge for last one whole month I'm unable to take care of myself please can you help so Nimhans has varied opportunities online as well as they have a well-being center here in BTM layout they have opportunities in very low cost to provide counseling group therapies uh, uh, you know in the center itself so take help seek help okay okay great great swati i think the
0: first thing is not labeling is comes the first point as you told i think uh, from there the point arises that whether they have to whether they would like to be in that victim state or they really want to come out of it so uh, the next question is swati like uh, how this uh, counseling has helped you to get into schools and how your uh, love for kids i think as you were mentioning you're also uh, do counseling in dps uh, school yes uh, so what is the difference between how do, when it comes to different age groups how do you handle the counseling
1: because Oh, um, I find counseling adolescent is very, very tough. <laughs> so um, yeah, so, uh, well, I, I usually ha- handle children uh, above class eight. Uh, so the adolescents, mm-hmm. um, I usually have got the experience of counseling adults, uh, women, uh, but I have not counseled anybody beyond like the adults in the primary stage or the secondary stage, I have not counseled them. Uh, However, I find counseling is a very effective tool uh, or a mechanism to hear someone out uh, without passing any judgment, allowing them to express themselves in totality, believing in them, trusting in them, and then guiding them, mentoring them, not providing them advice, but mentoring them so that they can find their own solutions by themselves. And I find it fantastic with the adolescent because with the life skills classes, uh, you know, with my, uh, the activities that I organize or the webinars that I uh, organize with my adolescent school children, um, I find that they are one uh, lot who are totally confused. And at the same time, they are not ready to, you know, take help from any anybody else. It they is, feel yeah. that they will be able to manage themselves very well. But yes, they are very, very brave and courageous group of uh, children. But uh, that is where I uh, sort of take uh, two steps back and I allow them to find their own voice. Mm-hmm. I allow them to find their own space to understand themselves and become more self-aware.
0: Great. So Swati, now coming to your next part, that Swati as a fun loving person, how would you describe that?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I have a one, uh, one uh, disclaimer about my life or one motto that I run my life with, and that is life is too short okay yeah. so i i'm not a mindful person that much well uh, i i am reading a lot on mindfulness but i am not so mindful but i have one motto in life and that is um life is too short and every uh, every stage of your life you have to make memories so um, as a student, I made memories. In my college days, I made memories. Uh, you know, when I worked with y'all, I, yeah. I made memories. <laughs> and uh, even now I am still making memories with, uh, you know, with the new set of people that I am interacting with, completely a different profession. And uh, I accept the, I, I, in every work that I do, I like to add a touch of humor, a sense of fun a sense of lightness, because if I take my life too seriously, I think I would lose being a counselor or I would lose being a creative person myself. So I like to add a lot of spice, laughter, you know, just being myself. Sometimes I find myself very loud, but uh, I have learned to accept myself. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Aswati, uh, next question is like being a mom, handling multiple roles and all that stuff. Uh, so how do you handle this imperfection perfectly? Um,
1: well, I don't give too much of a thought uh, when in the process of being a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the beginning of the day, <clears throat> I do have a journal writing session mm-hmm. where I write down uh, what I didn't do so well as a mother yesterday the day before or uh, maybe a few weeks back Mm -hmm. and uh, what changes can I bring today so this is a routine that I follow early in the morning I just sit and uh, I do this uh, this journal writing and uh, while being a mother I again add a lot of spunk and fun uh, when I interact with my children i am sometimes very very cranky and uh, i do uh, scream and shout and i am very possessive but um, uh, yeah so i think that is uh, i think these are i i don't carry my roles very perfectly so i think that makes my being a mother a lot more fun i add uh, you know i don't i'm i don't think of the process in a very serious note If I make mistakes, I don't linger with it. I just let it go. I have a lot of connection and communication with my children. So I take, I actually ask for forgiveness if I see that I've been really wrong in understanding them. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the vice versa, I ask them to ask, you know, tell me sorry if they've, they've done something wrong and didn't match my expectation. So I, and another thing I would like to add here is I do respect boundaries, Mm-hmm. uh I I do like to respect boundaries uh, with my children and uh you know and I like them to also respect mine so that's can how I just, my parenting
0: was. can you just uh speak more about this forgiveness so s- asking sorry is the toughest part and uh, how did you learn and how did you invite the same to your kids
1: Uh, Well, Chetna, learning to say sorry is very, very tough, even now, okay? One, uh, we we are all driven by our ego, ego state, uh, and uh, we have this defense mechanism that always works with us, and that is, uh, I am not wrong, okay? So, but however, uh, it is still, it is in progress for me. I wouldn't say I've become a master of saying sorry, but um, I always... Seek forgiveness from uh my children because I know that uh it is not uh it, it's not no harm to ask sorry or forgiveness from someone or anybody younger or older to me uh just to maintain peace and tranquility in the you know in the in the family mm-hmm. or in the the, in the environment that we are working in so saying sorry is definitely difficult but uh, uh, it's not impossible you know if we work on our defense mechanisms it is not diff- it's not impossible it might be difficult but not impossible okay uh, going to the next
0: journey of yours your ex your started your entrepreneurial journey uh udgum. how did udgum come into existence
1: yeah so uh <laughs> Udgam came in because I was studying uh, psychology MA with a wonderful girl uh, named Divya, and uh, uh, we just struck the right chord, um, you know, and we became very close friends, confidant, more like a family, and. Uh, And we were discussing, uh, I think in her house, uh, we were discussing what should we do next. And I was actually never interested in joining a school because my interest of counseling and psychology was only to bring awareness to people. So I wanted to voice my, uh, my, you know, my story, my opinion about counseling and mental health issues to people who are not aware of it. And that is how Udgam came in, because in 2019, we decided that we wanted to set up an organization only to educate people about the importance of giving um, value to mental health issues, to give importance to self-care, to give importance to self-love and to give uh, uh, importance to emotional wellness. And that is how Udgam came in, the picture.
0: So Udgum is um, confined to women or confined to students or it is for
1: everyone? Udgam is for everyone. It's for all. It's for students, for adults, for teachers, for professionals, for um, organizations. Uh, So it is for all. And our main objective has always been that we will provide you with the knowledge. You take the knowledge, you take the information and build yourself up. You know, that is why it's called Udgam, the rise of self.
0: Okay, okay, great. Uh, Swati, uh, what is that one thing, if you look back, uh, you felt sometime in your life that you would have done better and you had regret or you had the guilt? Uh
1: I don't have any guilt now because uh, my, after my 21 sessions of uh, counseling, <laughs> thanks to my counselor, because we always have to go through counseling when we become a counselor. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my counselor said that you should not have any regret and, you know, I should not feel any, um, uh, you know, you should not have any kind of thoughts where, you know, you, you know, sort of look down upon yourself. So, um, i don't have any of those but what i felt what i feel is that uh, if i would have taken up social work and i would have studied psychology much before i would have been able to reach uh, my my dreams of you know uh, you know impacting lives in a different way so i would have done much more than starting up late at the age of you know 40 uh, starting up late, uh, I could have impacted lives much more. But um, well, I don't have much clue on that. But no regrets. Yeah, so, I mean it's never too late.
0: Actually, like if I have to <laughs> share, I have I just started just one and a half year before. I think 2019 itself. Even my journey entrepreneurial journey started. Initial six months I had this. Okay, did I start late? But I mean I feel I'm enjoying this process right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So what is that uh, message you would love to share to the women, uh, Swati?
1: Uh, well, I will steal your line. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it is never too late to start anything. So if you have a dream. Uh, It is never too late that, you know, um, uh, should I start? Should I not? Uh, Will I be successful? Will I not? These thoughts uh, should not be there because uh, we should always have the challenging thought coming in always that. So what if you start late? You know, what will you lose? Okay. Uh, What will you gain if you start late? Okay, forget mm. about the years that has passed by what even with the years that you have in your hand, what can you gain? Mm. So I would like to tell this message to them is that you need to love yourself completely, unconditionally, and madly. So once you love yourself madly, unconditionally, and deeply, you will be able to venture out in your life anytime. Age is not a barrier. You can you know, reach the stars, um, you know, even at the age of 50, 60, because I am seeing a lot of women starting late at the age of 50, 60, and they are such powerhouse of talents, and uh, they are doing so well in life. So it's never too late, dream on, Um, be compassionate to yourself, you know, first is compassionate to yourself. Then once your cup is full, of love, compassion, when towards yourself, you will be able to share that love and compassion to others. if you are not happy inside you, you will not be able to keep others happy. so this is one uh you know um one thing I would like to pass on to all the women, I think I will just
0: question once more to you <laughs> how to love oneself unconditionally uh, and uh, because uh. Everyone, because we hear this, unless and until we understand how to do it, and uh, many of my close circle, when I tell them, they tell, "How do I do that?" So, what is, what would be your answer to that? And why should when the priorities around are so important, what they have given all these years, like children, family, husband, job. So their priorities are totally different. When we tell, okay, you have to love yourself and you have to give enough time for yourself, then the question starts that, okay, why and how?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the question of um, why and how self-love can be uh, induced within us is... It goes back to a generation. I mean, if you have to talk about this topic, it is a vast topic of self-love and self-compassion. But just to bring it down, it has been generation that women have uh, been under this patriarchy system where uh, women have not been able to express their emotions and feelings uh, without uh, being labeled as narcissistic, conceited, selfish, Uh, If a woman would want to take care of the self and go to a salon, she will think twice because she has to make lunch and keep everything ready for the home because otherwise she will be considered as selfish and conceited. So um, I want people and especially women, including men to understand that if you do something for yourself and you give yourself and look at yourself with high regards, uh, then you are never conceited or selfish. Okay, so uh, that is the first induction or introduction to self-love. I have very high regard for myself and I give time to myself to do things that I love to do. So if it is basking in the sun in the afternoon, even when the kids have arrived, I do not have to rush to make snacks for them i will complete my bask i will tell them i will connect with them and tell them that you need to wait i will give that time to myself and then i will take responsibility of the household work so self love can be described in this small line that is a being able to manage your emotions your wellness your physical wellness your emotional wellness and giving lot of importance to yourself And considering yourself and looking at yourself with very high regard and self-worth. So that is self-love, Chetna. And how you can do it? You have to plan your work. Simple Mm -hmm. as that. You Mm -hmm. have to plan your day. You have to prioritize your life. Mm -hmm. You come first should be the mentality. Of course, children are there. Your husband is there, your, your, your uh, in-laws are there. They, they are all extension of what you are, but you are important. If you are not taken well care of, others will all get disconnected. Okay. So you have to give importance to yourself, give, uh, you know, give respect to yourself for the person you are, and you have to give time to yourself irrespective of how busy schedule you have you can be the you know the busiest person but giving that five minutes time early in the morning or late at night to yourself you know to your wellness is very very important yeah so i have to leave it only to people giving them this information that you have to organize yourself yeah so
0: very beautifully put across and very beautifully you explained that why and how one can do this because everything starts from us, from me. So if I don't start working on myself, then nothing around me can changes. It will be the same. Absolutely. Uh, so any other message you would love to share apart from me asking any questions with which you would love to share as um, well?
1: Well, I would like to tell people that uh, it is not that when you're talking about mental health or, you know, emotional wellness, it is not about uh, whether you need to be happy all the time or you need to be healthy all the time. It is that whenever you are showing signs of unproductivity, whenever you are showing signs of not being able to manage yourself or regulate your life, seek help, take mm-hmm. help. There are people who are around you who will provide you assistance, guidance, even they will give you the information that you're looking for. But most importantly, please do ask for help. That's the first step. Identify what problems you are facing. Ask for help. Because if you ask for your, if you ask for help within yourself or within your family, you will not find the answer. Mm-hmm. The answer is outside. So you need to go out and connect with people who are facing similar situation or similar problems. You know, connect with them. I always say that if you are feeling uncomfortable with one-on-one counseling, go for group therapies, attend webinars, Mm -hmm. attend workshops, because that will also help you to connect with what are the kind of unproductive lifestyle you are leading and how can you make yourself better. Okay, this is one thing. And second thing I want to tell all the women, young girls out there that, you know, uh, dream big. Yes, dream big. But there is a word called courage and being resilient. Mm -hmm. This we have to master. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to be strong, physically strong like a man. But we need to follow and, you know, be mindfully follow uh, how to be courageous and uh, resilient in, uh, in our life, uh, you know, in our life decisions. Whether it is picking the right, uh, you know, opportunity of job or studies or life partner, be resilient, be, uh, be understanding that life is not perfect You will not have the perfect life anywhere, whether it's from the work environment, Mm -hmm. whether in the family, whether being a mother, nothing will be perfect, but still bouncing back and being hopeful is very, very important. And that is why I said every woman and girls need to be hopeful, courageous and resilient because that is what is not taught to us uh, in childhood. But boys are taught to be resilient and boys are taught to be strong and powerful and they can bounce back. And, you know, because that is how we identify and have, you know, defined our gender. But here I would use this opportunity uh, to, Uh, speak that every woman have equal rights to be resilient courageous strong brave like any other man and actually we are much more because we procreate and uh, yeah so I think uh, we are all above I love the way you
0: articulated and uh, said about eating every aspect of uh, whether it is counseling or be it women or be it self-love it was really wonderful thanks uh, <laughs> where if people would want to uh, seek help from you where would where can they find you is there any website or you would love to share uh,
1: yeah they uh, yeah we have a website www.udgamtheriseofself.com mm-hmm. uh, they can contact us in uh, my number in our facebook page in our insta page um, uh, but most importantly if they want somebody to listen to them and you know um even if they don't want somebody if you I always say that, you know, I don't do counseling for money. I do counseling so that I can empower somebody else who was like me, maybe at some point of time, I can empower another person who can further empower somebody else from the community. So um, I would love people to connect with me, talk to me if they have anything to discuss. And uh, yeah, my number is there and I'm 24 by seven, not available. (laughs) yeah that's a good, that, that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so uh, people can connect with me and uh, in this way actually the community uh, counseling can also make its mark because what we are doing right now is just the superficial layer of uh, counseling or therapy that happens but not in the community level yeah. if Things need to change in society. It has to go right deep into the community. True. And this community reach can happen if one person can empower another person and so on the chain continues. And that is why, how it will penetrate through the community.
0: Yeah, very true. I would like to thank you Swati for coming out and sharing your insights, sharing your uh, journey, a bit of how, what you went through, why did you start, and it was really wonderful talking to you
1: thank you chetna thank you so much for having me here and i feel very very privileged to be a part of your entrepreneurship and you know your first i think uh, Blog, uh, podcast you have set up right
0: yeah,
1: yeah oh that's wonderful I wish you all the very best because you are also going in the right direction uh and uh with your pod uh, with your podcast series you will be able to reach millions of people who can understand that they are not alone in this journey there has been several and similar cases of women who are going through same kind of fight and you know uh, challenges in their life and that you are not alone you know and uh, we are all in the same boat mm-hmm. and we just need to hold uh, find our anchor and um, sort of sail on in our life so uh, and Chetna your I wish you all the best because mm-hmm. your uh, podcast will be the anchor now yeah. so you are going to sort of sail lots of hope and courage and you know uh, hope to others actually yeah hope to others Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful
0: and kind words. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Chetna. Thanks so much. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family. And do subscribe to my podcast. And until my next episode, believe in yourself, love yourself and live the life that you are dreamt of. This is Chetna here signing off for now.